Welcome to the Antisocial Podcast, episode 203. This is another crazy talk episode with yours truly, so dribble awaits. I have a special guest uh, with me for this episode, which is my little uh, friend, Larry Burb. Uh, he's just hanging over my shoulder, so he may chime in every once in a while. We are having a boys' night this evening. Jess is down the coast spending the evening with her folks, so... We thought, well, why not? Um, Larry can just hang out and contribute whenever he feels necessary. Hopefully he doesn't interrupt too much. But I've got heaps of things to talk about. Um, I'm not sure how long this is going to run for, but uh, let's just dive in. So uh, to begin with, I thought I'd just bring you guys up to speed with uh, what I've been doing over the past several months, especially since moving back to Sydney. I have um, been doing the usual, what a lot of other people do, the 10,000 steps a day thing. And it all started in September last year where um, I did the September thing with a bunch of other people and we had like an app and on the app it sort of tracked everybody and so it was a bit of a competition. And I don't know, I tend to get off on stats and numbers and, and sort of that, that whole thing. So I, it really appealed to me. And it's funny because I've attempted to do the 10,000 step a day thing in the past, but just failed miserably. And for whatever reason, maybe it was just because of the app and the app was quite slick and easy to use and understand. And, and it was cool just to compare yourself against everybody else and track yourself over the month. But it just, whatever it was, it just clicked. It just worked really well. So September ended and I sort of went, well, do I keep doing this? And I was having a great time. I mean, living in... In Sydney and living in Piermont, I, I can just walk everywhere and pretty much I can see, you know, the Harbour Bridge, I can see Darling Harbour, um, you walk down the end of Piermont and there's all the wharfs and and anybody that follows me on uh, Instagram can see all my Insta stories that have been popping up uh, along the way. So um, it's a pretty cool place to live. So I think that was part of the motivation as well is that every time, <laughs> thanks Larry, every time I would leave the house, uh, there was just something exciting to check out and discover and just lots of exploring around Sydney, um, especially at night as well. So I just started doing it. I didn't really have a, a plan to uh, continuously do 10,000 steps a day, but I just tried to build a little bit of a habit and just increase it sort of day on, day in, day out. And um, what I found is that it just built and built and built. And you know how they talk about, uh, you know, what is it, 10,000 hours or whatever it is, or six months of doing something and you tend to build a habit or whatever it is, depending on who you talk to, it's going to be going to be a little bit different, but, um, I didn't really pay attention. I kind of forgot all about that, which is probably the key and just really enjoyed going out and, and just walking and, and, you know, taking some video or some photos and sharing it with people. And before I knew it, I was just maintaining this 10,000 steps a day without even really thinking about it. So that was sort of mid October, um, into November that I really started to, to really sort of have it in, in my routine, like day-to-day -day routine. And, uh, now I've got this note uh, notepad uh, thing in my iPhone where every single day I do a rolling seven days. And so each week um, I aim to get 70,000 steps. So it might mean that one day um, I only get, you know, 3000 steps, but the next day I get 17,000 steps and I'm back up to, up to speed. Um, so it doesn't necessarily mean that I have to get to 10,000 steps a day because sometimes shit happens. And I think for me uh, that, that helps quite a bit. It's almost like I've given myself um, the ability to not beat myself up when I don't hit my target each day. I know that I can make it up or, you know, offset it on another day where I've got a bit more time. So that sort of helped. There's all these mind games that I've, I've discovered over, over the past several months of doing this. And, um, actually, oh, fuck, I didn't write this down, but I'll try and find it on my phone, um, really quickly. Um, but I've been doing it for a while now. So I'm at week 13 and, I just finished the last week and I got 72,000 steps and I almost didn't make it. So, uh, yesterday being Saturday, I end up, uh, walking, uh, I did 16 and a half thousand steps just to make sure I hit my, uh, 70,000, uh, step goal for the week. But I don't know, it's a mixture of the stats, it's a mixture of the environment, uh, where I, yeah, where I live. Um, but it works and I'm, and I've never been this disciplined ever in anything I've ever done in my life. I mean, even the podcast, you know, I, Yes, I guess, you know, I've, I've been able to maintain it somewhat uh, over the years, but this steps thing, I don't know, for whatever reason, it just, I'm doing it without even thinking. So every morning I get up at 4.30, 
Um, and by, and that usually gives me time to, uh, I don't know, get out of my grave and, and feel half alive. And then by five o'clock I'm out the door and I'm usually out for about an hour and that's the majority of my steps for the day. And, um, and then anything else is a bit of a bonus as I'm, you know, walking around town or doing whatever I need to do uh, just during the day. And it's just no sweat. Like, especially when I was living down the coast where I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning every day. Um, now I'm, I, <laughs> I'm treating myself with an extra half an hour of sleeping and getting up at four 30 and it's, it just works. I, I, I don't even, I don't even understand. I just, I just think it's a whole bunch of different things. It's not just one thing that's worked. It's just, uh, me sort of easing into it, uh, not putting too much pressure on myself and finding some form of enjoyment out of a number of different things. Um, about the whole thing. But, um, so then I thought I'd up the stakes and I've got a little, uh, little, uh, path that I, I, I do my walk, um, every morning and now I started to, um, track the times, how long it takes me to do this little track that I do through Piemont. And, um, and so now I'm starting to find ways to, uh, finish that circuit quicker. Um, and by just, you know, maybe jogging, um, you know, a certain section or whatever it might be, or maybe, you know, going up the steps a bit faster or whatever it might be, just, just little things is to find a way to shave off just a, like, even if it's just a millisecond, just a little bit of a, uh, a little bit off the time. Uh, it just means I'm, I'm just that little bit better than I was the day before. So that's been a little bit of an extra motivator, but also I started to see that, you know, I'm, we're at the, towards the end of February now and I thought, well, I'm, I'm doing really well so far and I may as well just, I could, I could just completely ruin this for myself, but let's just up the stakes and just like for, for, for the year, let's just average 10,000 steps a day. So as I said before, some days I might get like even today, because you know, I, I haven't really got out of the house yet. I might go later after I finish recording this, but I've only done, uh, what have I done? I've only done 1300 steps today and I'm drinking a beer. So <laughs> just pathetic. So, um, I, I definitely will have to get out, but you know, even if it's a day like today where I don't get too many steps in, or I don't hit my quota. I know that I can make it up. And some days I, I just have these epic walks where I'll just walk, you know, to the other side of the, the city or whatever it might be and do a few laps or whatever it might be, go, go exploring. And I'm, I'm hitting like 20 odd thousand steps or whatever it might be. So that's cool. And I've got some really good, uh, plans to do some epic walks. There's a really good tourist one that goes from uh, Bondi to Manly. Um, I think that just opened up, uh, towards the end of last year. And I think that's, uh, 80 kilometers or something like that. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like it doesn't make sense because it's clearly not 80 kilometers between the two locations, but it weaves in and out, um, on both sides of Sydney Harbor. Um, and it's, they said it's, it is possible. It is possible to do it in a day, um, but you have to be starting at something like 4am in the morning and be finishing late in the evening. Um, Maybe it's not 80. Um, anyway, whatever it is, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, there's lots of things like that, which are quite cool. And I want to try some of those things. So I reckon, you know, throughout the year, when I start to do stuff like that, that'll, that'll help boost up my steps here and there where, where maybe I'm traveling or maybe I just don't get the, get the opportunity to get out of, uh, out of the house and do something. But, um, so I worked out for 10,000 steps a day. It's something like, um, well, it's 3.65 million steps. Uh, you know, 365 days. Uh, so it's a hell of a lot of steps. And I did a bit of a, a calculation on my phone to try and work out how many steps I've done so far this year. And I'm at, uh, and you know, here's the exact numbers for you, uh, 572,334 steps so far as of uh, yesterday. So that was the 22nd of February. Um, so over half a million steps. And I found, um, a website online just to convert steps into kilometers, which is not terribly accurate because everybody's steps are slightly different, but, um, on average, it, it sort of works out that, um, I've walked 436 kilometers so far this year. Now for some of you fitness junkies out there, you might be like, well, big fucking deal, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, for me, I'm just, just I'm, I'm stoked. Like I, I've never done anything like this in my life. I'm, I am the unfittest dude out there. Like I just, I've never like, apart from having this run of wanting to play basketball when I was a kid and, and playing that through primary school and early high school, I didn't really do anything else. I just did the mandatory sports in, in primary school, like uh, rugby league and, and cricket and stuff like that. But I've never been an overly active kid. Um, I've, I was always like a bit of a tubby fat kid growing up. And, um, even like these days, like, well, beer probably holds me back more so than anything else. But, um, 
so something like this is just like, it's, it's cool. Like I'm, it's like, oh my God, like my eyes are widening, um, you know, the possibilities, but what I've also found, and it's, it's so stupid when you verbalize it because it just goes without saying, but I, when I started doing this, everything got easier, like everything. So I was in a bit of a rut when we got to, we moved into Piermont, um, just out of whack routines off, like all everything I've built over the last four years, as far as my, my daily structures and how I did things, it was just all out of whack. And I was just trying to find that groove, find the moment, the momentum. And, um, I just lost a bit of my mojo. And when I started walking and actually purposefully going out of the house and just getting out there and just doing something, uh, you know, it wasn't an immediate thing, but suddenly I found that I had a little bit more of a clearer mind. Um, I was able to make better decisions. I was able to start sitting down and actually planning things out and not getting overly clouded or distracted or whatever. Um, and it helped me sort of, it helped me get the rest of that nod to the old school podcast out there. Uh, and it also helped me intentionally sit down and start mapping out what I wanted antisocial to be this year as well. So, um, you know, it sounds silly to say, it's like, well, no shit. Like, you know, you exercise and it's, it's healthy body, healthy mind, you know, but, um, you know, when you actually practice it and you do it, you go, oh yeah, it makes sense. There you go. So, uh, really cool. So, um, I thought I'd share that with you guys because, um, I've just been blown away. I've, I've just, I, I can't, I don't know, like, why didn't I do something like this sooner? Um, but I guess, you know, maybe as I said before, it's a, it's a combination of a whole bunch of different things, but, uh, anyway, um, so, uh, lots of, hap lots of things have happened this week. Uh, I had, I mentioned last, uh, week's crazy talk that I was uh, going to be catching up with Cam Knight, the comedian from Sydney. Um, we'd been trying to tee that up for the past 12 months and just, uh, just, both of us like canceling, rescheduling, just trying to find time, uh, people being away or whatever it might be. And just never, never quite happened. And even when I mentioned it last week on, on the podcast, I thought, Oh, I'll probably set myself up to fail here because I haven't got a good track record so far with Cam. Like it might not, it might not even happen, but, um, it did. And so Cam came over, uh, Friday afternoon and, um, we sat down and had a great chat. He's a bit of a metalhead, um, if you guys didn't know. And so I'll, I'll leave you, leave you guys to listen to the episode when that eventually comes out. Um, but a really, really cool guy. Um, he's been doing comedy for, for quite a few years. Uh, he's been on TV quite a bit as well. So if you search for Cam Knight comedy or Cam Knight comedian uh, on Google, I can't remember his actual website. It might be just camknight.com. Uh, that's K-N-I-G-H-T. Um, and you might recognize his face. Um, but, uh, yeah, really cool guy. It was nice for him to come over. Uh, so I've now had two guests come over to Piermont to my place to do a podcast. So, um, I've got, we're just doing them on the couch at the moment, but, uh, hopefully, um, as uh, things roll on and I, I build the budget a bit, I'll have uh, my little studio here, um, equipped sooner rather than later. Um, but it was cool. It was, it was great to have, uh, have somebody else pop by and I'm really starting the, the pieces are starting to fall into place about how much of an advantage I have being in Sydney as far as not just like Sydney in general, but like being in the middle of the city itself. It, it, I knew it, but now it's, it's, it's becoming practice. I'm actually doing it. And, um, it's starting to be proof in the pudding that, wow, like being in the city and the location that I'm, that I'm in, it's just so easy to convince people, <laughs> convince people sounds so bad, but convince people to catch up. Um, it's easy for, easier for me to get to people really quickly and at shorter notice as well. I don't have to plan things out so far in advance, which sometimes is a bit of a deterrent for people because they've got to overcommit and, and commit to something long in advance. Sometimes spare of the moment, have you got a bit of time this week or tomorrow or whatever it might be helps a big time. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just starting to see, wow, there's, there's actually a lot of possibilities here. So once, once my little, uh, home studio here, uh, gets all, all decked out and, and ready to go and up and running, um, I no doubt will be able to continue to, to milk that and, and maximize it. So stay tuned. We'll, we'll see what happens with, uh, with all of that, but, uh, yeah, really cool chat with Cam Knight here. That episode will be out, uh, in about three weeks, I believe I've got two more, uh, episodes coming out, um, between, now and then. So, um, as in guest episodes, so, uh, stay tuned, but it won't be too far off. Uh, now what else? Oh, now, um, fuck. Okay. So it's Sunday, uh, Sunday, the 23rd. And I was meant to be at white snake and scorpions last night. And I'm sure a lot of you that listen to the podcast 
well, not listen to the podcast, but just online or from Australia, I should say. Um, I got distracted then. I was look, looking at my beer. Um, know that the uh, the Sydney gig got well at this at this point in time postponed. We'll, we'll see uh, because Klaus uh, had kidney stones and was in surgery. I think. Friday night, I think, um, in Melbourne after their Melbourne show and, uh, had to stay down there. So they canned the whole thing. And so we got, I got a text message from, uh, the arena that's putting on the show in Sydney, um, around midday saying, uh, tonight's show Scorpions and Whitesnake has been canceled. Please click the link for more details. And I thought, oh, this is like, this is, this is spam. This is like, this is fake. And so I thought I'm not clicking on, clicking on this link. I'll actually go on the website and have a look. And Unfortunately, sure enough, it was it was actually legit, and there was not not a lot of information to begin with. They didn't mention anything about Klaus. They just said there was a, a medical emergency in the Scorpions camp, um, but the whole thing got canned. And so, I, I mean, to be I don't know anyone who follows me on on uh, Facebook or Instagram or even Twitter uh, probably would have seen my initial reaction. But it was pretty much like, "Are you fucking serious?" Like, I I cannot wrap my head around. I couldn't even articulate better than what I did then about how I was feeling because. Scorpions are one of the bucket list bands for me. I have never seen them. Um, I think probably there's probably only two bands that I can think of off, off the top of my head that are the bucket list bands for me that I still haven't seen it. One's the Scorpions and the other one's Harem Scarum. And Harem Scarum is like my all-time favorite rock band of all time. So I'll leave that for another day to waffle on about them. But um, Scorpions has just been one of those bands that I've grown up with. They were one of the first bands that I ever bought records for. I used to go to the record exchange in Brisbane on Adelaide street and even, um, oh, what was that other street? It was just off the, off Queen street mall. Anyway, Brizzy folks will be able to chime in and let me know, but, uh, used to go there and just buy these, these ridiculously, you know, now probably very, not, not very politically correct album covers. Um, but they were just so cool and they just, they just grabbed my attention straight away. And, and between them and I think Saxon um, were were the bands that I was just buying these vinyl these these records of, and just was totally engrossed in in the artwork and the liner notes and these bands from these faraway lands, and just and then when I was listening to them, it, it was so the, the songs were so catchy, and it was just it was just a really cool time because at the same time, sort of as a parallel, I was just discovering bands like Metallica and and you know your traditional sort of heavy metal stuff like you know Megadeth and Slayer and blah blah blah, Anthrax, you know the Big Four and and then whatever else, Maiden, Priest, etc. But I those it was hard to buy those albums on on vinyl because they were already popular and everybody wanted those vinyls. They they wanted them so they if they were available, they were really expensive. And for me, I was you know early teens using pocket money more than likely from what I could recall. So I couldn't really spend a lot of money. So I'd go to these places like record exchange or even, um, rocking horse sometimes, um, rocking horse was sometimes a little bit more expensive, but sometimes you got a good bargain, but they would have all the used vinyl there. And no one, you know, at the time, no one gave a shit about Scorpions or Saxon in particular. And so I was just nabbing these vinyls. Like it was just so good. Like, and so I was walking home and sitting on the train, going home with these records and looking at the, the vinyl and trying to get my dad's record player to work. And cause it'd been a little while since he'd, he'd been playing any of his records and, and it was just super cool to, it was just great memory. So anyway, Scorpions was one of those bands I got to see and actually play with Saxon back in 2008. So that was like, that was, that was such a, that was such a surreal thing for me. Um, the only thing I'm kicking myself over is I didn't get my record, my, my vinyl signed by them at the time. Um, I just, it didn't feel right. I felt like I was, I, I was able to interact with them and, and, and hang out with them. What felt like, I mean, it was completely delusional, but it felt like we were, we were on the same page. Like there were super humble guys. Um, we were talking, having a drink, um, uh, after the shows and just, it was just like we were peers rather than this absolutely iconic legendary band from, you know, the new wave of British heavy metal era, um, and has influenced so many amazing bands over the years. But anyway, I'm waffling, but, um, just to, to be in their presence and to watch them play, you know, uh, we did three shows with them and I got to see them in Germany as well. Uh, 2005, I think, um, bang your head festival. I think they played. Um, so I got to see them a bunch of times. I got to meet them and just even just talking about it now, I wasn't even expecting to talk about Saxon. And now I'm, now I'm like, Oh God, I could talk about Saxon all day. Like such a good band. Uh, so anyway, I ticked that band off my list, so to speak. And, and if I ever get an opportunity to see Saxon again, I will just, I'll, I'll be throwing money down without even hesitating. Like such a good band. 
but Scorpions was that band that I just was always elusive to me. And, um, I've, I've made attempts to try and find ways of seeing them. Um, I, at one point in time, oh, I don't even know what year it was. It was sort of not long after Lord got up and running, but, um, we, it might've been around set in stone or just as set in stone was about to come out and we're doing a little bit more. There was a few more rockier songs that we were playing, uh, recording and, and I knew that I was keeping on the Scorpions and they were, um, they were doing a world tour. And at this point in time, it was meant to be like one of their final world tours ever. And I emailed their management because I knew that they were going to be going to Japan because it's sort of like, they've got an iconic, uh, live album that was recorded in Japan back in, I think the late seventies, I think, or maybe early eighties. And I thought, well, they'll definitely have to go to Japan at one point. So I thought there's, there's no way in hell they're going to go to Australia. So I, I emailed their management and just said, look, um, you know, we collectively as Lord, a big, a big, uh, Scorpions fans, um, you know, it might be a big long shot, but, um, I know that, um, Japan will eventually be on, on the, uh, the touring list for, for you guys. I, I trust me, I'm, I'm hoping I worded this better than the way I'm explaining it now. I'm paraphrasing. Um, and, uh, and yeah, if, um, when Japan does, uh, does get locked in, um, we'd love to be considered, um, as, um, a support act, um, in Japan. And then we just explained our history in Japan, our legacy in Japan, which, um, you know, from dungeons years in Japan, um, did really well, had, um, you know, this unexpected, really popular release over there. And, and, um, they, they played some really big shows, um, sort of in that era of the band. And then when Lord sort of hit the ground running, um, we were playing there quite a bit and doing, doing a lot of stuff over there, released, um, all of our albums, um, have been main albums anyway. Some of the EPs haven't been formally released in Japan, um, which probably should have, anyway, whatever, <laughs> another, another, another day, another story. Uh, and anyway, so we, we had, we had some branding over there, we had some presence. We, we had a label and all that sort of stuff. So anyway, I got an email back and, and this is, these were the days where you didn't get many emails from anybody really. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe people think it, that's the way it is these days, but back then you sort of threw an email into the abyss and if you got anything back, it was just, it was such a massive win because it was like, they, they acknowledge our existence. We, we are a real thing in their world now when, you know, we're not an unknown. So anyway, their management sent me an email back and changed the, um, the subject heading to, um, something like, I, I've got the email somewhere I've, I've archived it, but it's something like scorpions, Japan dash Lord. And, and the, the email back was just something like, oh, I can't, something like, hey, Andy, um, great to hear from you, blah, blah, blah. At this point in time, we haven't locked in any dates for Japan. However, we'll keep your details on hand and and let you know. Um, and so I just replied back and said, oh, thanks so much. Great. Thanks for the reply. Um, you know, if uh, if we see anything sort of uh, pop up as far as any announcements or anything, we'll reach out to you as well. Um, but really appreciate, uh, you know, the, the response. And left it at that. And I remember being on the plane, I think it was with, uh, Damo, who was drumming with us at the time. And I was just like a, I was like a little school kid. Like I was, I, I couldn't contain myself. I'm like, not only did they reply to my email, but they changed the subject heading. Like they, they've intentionally made this email about something in particular. Like there's a focus here now and, and it's, a, and we're in that focus. This is amazing. And I just remember like daydreaming about it all going, wow, like this is going to be so great. And I'm thinking about how we would, you know, change our set list around a little bit, you know, I mean, and I know since then, like Scorpions have done, um, you know, they toured with Queensryche and done a lot of stuff with them. But at the time I thought, no, we really need to sort of adjust our set to be a little bit more hard rock rather than, you know, some of the more sort of thrashier or speed metal or power metal sort of stuff that we've been doing. Um, so I was thinking about, okay, what's, what's the more melodic songs? What are the songs with the big sort of choruses and the woes and all that sort of stuff? Um, and so just scheming and daydreaming and just getting lost in it all. And it was just so much fun, but, um, ended up being years before they went back to Japan. I, I can't remember when they went back. I don't, I, I don't actually don't know. Um, but it was that, it was years, uh, before that even happened, if, if at all. Um, so we, it just never, it just never eventuated. And I think I've, I followed up a couple of times and just touched base with them, but, um, it was just a case of, oh, look, no updates at this point in time. Uh, yeah, we'll be you know, we'll be in touch, blah, 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 and just never, never got anything back. And so obviously over the years, the band's changed quite a bit and where our circumstances have changed and uh, priorities have been in different places. So it sort of got um, left by the wayside, but I think also um, it was just one of those things where you have this brief interaction with, with 
uh, with people that, you know, it's that six degrees of separation in a way. And you just think, oh man, that's so cool. And it was just a little schoolboy in me just got really giddy. Thanks, Larry. Uh, got really giddy about, um, the whole experience. So, um, moving forward, uh, I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to think of the years cause I'm, I'm all out of whack at the moment, but I'm pretty sure, um, let's, let's just say, uh, well, actually say, I don't know, 2013, 2014, 2015, there were a few years there where I was traveling overseas and I was in different places. I was in the U S on one occasion and, uh, Scorpions were about to tour with Queensryche and I was two days out of actually seeing them. I was actually leaving the United States to come home and their tour is about to start, I don't know, somewhere in, I think on the West coast and I was flying out of Atlanta, I think, to then go via LA and go home. And I was desperately trying to work out how I could change my flights around. It could have been the other way around. It could be in the East coast, but I can't remember either way. I was trying to work out how much it's going to cost to change my flights, uh, book additional accommodation, get home a couple of days later or whatever it might be. And it was just, it, it was just, it was just, it was, it was so expensive. It was just way out of my, my reach. And so I was ultra disappointed, but I'm like, no, no, it's all right. I'll, I'll get to them eventually. I'll, you know, no doubt I'll be in Europe sometime and I'll get to see them. And, um, and so anyway, I missed out on that, that opportunity. There was another opportunity, I think, I think in Europe, maybe, I think from what I could recall, I can't quite remember, but I remember just being sort of, they were touring in Europe. And to me, like if I'm in Europe and they're in Europe, I don't care if I'm on one side uh, of the continent or not. Um, I'm, it, it may as well be next door um, when it comes to, especially living in the arse end of the world being Australia. So, um, there was a couple of occasions there. And then, uh, Jess and I went on our honeymoon to Europe in 2016. Um, and they were playing in Singapore. Um, no, anyway, there was another one where they were playing in Singapore. No, I went, sorry, hang on guys, keep up. Um, there's another, another year might've been 2012 or whatever it was. And Jess and I went to, uh, or 2014 anyway, who cares? Um, and we, we went to Singapore and got engaged in Singapore and we found out that, uh, Scorpions were playing like two days after. Um, but I didn't realize until all the flights and accommodation have been booked. And once again, same deal, couldn't afford to reschedule and missed out. Then, um, I think it was 2016, which was the first uh, tour that they did in Australia where they played two shows in Melbourne. Uh, they, and only Melbourne. Um, I'm pretty sure that was when Jess and I were in Europe, um, on our honeymoon. So I missed that. Uh, maybe I'm getting it all mixed up. Anyway, uh, I missed out on that Australian tour cause I was overseas. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I think it was last year or the year before, um, when they came out with Def Leppard and, um, I was pumped, got tickets, got great seats, ready to go. And, um, and and then the day of the show, Scorpions pull out because I think and it might've been Klaus. I think he was unwell, um, like some sort of laryngitis thing or whatever. Anyway, he couldn't sing. And so they got canned and I was so, he, here's me, like, here's me how I deal with, uh, with bad news. So Jess and I living down the coast, we're driving up to Sydney, uh, got tickets. Def Leppard would still be great, but I've seen Def Leppard before, even though they were playing Hysteria in, in full. Um, we got halfway up and found out that Scorpions had canceled. They were out. And... I just said to Jess, do you want to see Def Leppard? And just like, oh, no, I'm like, I've seen them. It's okay. Like, I'm no big deal. Don't really care. And I just went, we're going home. <laughs> I turned the car around and went home. And not that I regret it, but I spent a lot of money on those tickets. I tried to offload them to a mate, um, but that didn't, didn't work out. And um, just out of spite, just I was just so upset that they'd come all this way. This was in my head going to be the time that I'd finally get to see them. And I just turned, turned the car around, car around and went home and just fucking sulked about it all night. I was just not happy. So yesterday when, when the announcement came through and, and the whole gig got canceled, I was just like, you, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Like really what the fuck? Um, so I had, I had a big fucking whinging, uh, session to begin with. And, and then as, as I learned more information, I found out that, uh, yeah, uh, Klaus had, um, had kidney stones and, and, and Klaus, and for people not familiar with Scorpions, um, how dare you, um, Klaus is a singer and like iconic, like he is just one of the most iconic rock singers of all time. Just an amazing 
amazing vocalist. But um, yeah, so he was still stuck in hospital in Melbourne, and so they had to cancel uh, Sydney show. And because um, it was a it was a package tour with White Snake, um, White Snake couldn't play, and there's a lot. Oh God, there's a lot. So much whinging online, like the amount of bitching from people. I mean, yes, okay, I reacted initially, but the people like putting guilt trips on white sake, not that white sake gives a fuck. Like they're just like, Hey, it, it is what it is. But you know, I was reading comments on white snakes, uh, Facebook page and Instagram and just like, I get it. I think people just emotionally reacting like oh, I do. So here I am like just in one breath saying how, how horrible I, I react to news and then paying out on people who react badly to news. But you know, people saying, Oh, you know, I've traveled, you know, from Adelaide or traveled from Canberra or wherever, and I've spent all this money and you know, you guys should be playing shows, blah, blah, blah. And there's somebody else saying, I've got a, I've got a chronic illness and I've sacrificed blah, blah, blah for this. And you know, you guys need to find a way to play a show. And I just, I, like I, I get why people get emotional, uh, but at the same time, like fucking lay off. Like, you know, if the band could play, they would, you know, and it's a live nation package thing. There'd be so much red tape involved. And at the time of cancellation, they said that they were trying to postpone it and uh, try to postpone it for the following weekend. Um, so, and well, I think, um, I think as of tomorrow morning, we'll find out whether it's actually going to go ahead or not. I've got a funny feeling it's going to be cancelled. So, um, as of this afternoon, uh, Brisbane got cancelled. So Brisbane is tomorrow night, Monday, Monday night. Um, and when they, when we found out that Klaus had uh, kidney stones, I thought there's no way, like you need way more than like a day or two to recover from that, especially surgery. Um, in and to then go, go on stage and do like a 90 minute set or whatever, whatever they're doing on this tour. And, and so I thought there's no way that's going ahead. So that got canceled. Um, but that got canceled completely. That's not being rescheduled. So there's a lot of upset people about that. I think Wednesday they're playing in Auckland and New Zealand. And then, uh, Sunday, I think they start their Southeast, Southeast Asia run. Um, so there's not a lot of time and the arena that they're playing in Sydney there's pretty much only, I think Thursday and Friday or something like that, um, that's available or maybe it's just Friday now because Saturday, uh, the basketball's on and that's just booked out. You can't, can't change that. Um, and being a basketball fan, I don't want people to change that. Um, so Wednesday's the only date, but, um, I don't know. I mean, if Auckland goes ahead, then maybe it's possible, you know, maybe he's feeling all right, but if Auckland get, gets canceled, I mean, far out, I don't know. I mean, it's just so much money to reschedule stuff. I mean, obviously they're going to lose a lot more money potentially if they just cancel the whole thing and have to do refunds for everybody. But, um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, it's a bit of a weird one. So apparently there's going to be news tomorrow morning. So by the time you guys hear this episode, this will be coming out Tuesday morning, we'll all know what's going on, uh, whether we're, uh, from my Sydney mates, whether we're going to go and see Scorpions and Whitesnake or, or not. Um, and if it doesn't go ahead, well, I don't know where I'm going to find the money, but I think I'm going to have to drop some coin and actually hunt this band down. I am going to hunt them down, um, wherever they're playing in the world and try to find a way that I can guarantee and not just go to one show, not just go, I'm going to travel to Europe or travel to Japan or, or North America or whatever. And just, just to go to one show in whatever city I, I need to commit to like five shows. So if one gets canceled, I've still got some backups just in case and just throw the coin down. And I know that I'll love it. It's just, a, it's a lot of money and it would have been cool to see them in Sydney. So anyway, we'll see. Um, if it goes ahead, then, uh, I'll, I'll do a recap on next week's crazy talk, but, um, we'll see what happens. I also, um, when the, the announcement got made, um, I messaged, uh, Joel Hoekstra. Um, I think that's how you say his surname. He's the guitarist from Whitesnake and, um, he also plays in, um, uh, Scherz, um, backing band and also Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I think. Um, and I, I mean, he's played in a whole bunch of stuff over the years, but, um, I messaged him because when I was in New York last year, I, I think from the Brett Garcett episode that I did, he commented on, uh, one of the posts that I put up about Brett. And so Joel knew Brett, um, vice versa. And so I saw him and I went, oh fuck, this is awesome. So I thought, oh, well, I've got a little foot in the door here. I might just shoot him a quick hello. Um, shot him a message and said, look, um, I'm going to be in New York you know, whenever, um, whenever it's going to be. Um, it'd be great to catch up if you're around. And he said, oh, I I should be and sort of worked out some rough dates and, and, uh, anyway, so we, we messaged backwards and forwards, um, and really, really nice guy, like super nice guy. And I thought, this is amazing. Like I'm going to get Joel from White, White Snake on, on the podcast and we're going to do it somewhere in New York city. And like, it's just like so many cool moments that are going to come out of this. 
And um, and then right at the last minute, it just didn't happen. Um, I think uh, logistically, it just didn't work out. He came back from one of those Monsters of Rock cruises or whatever it was, um, and he was a bit burnt out. And um, I think we just, time got away from us. So I think we were leaving, I think, that day or whatever it was. Anyway, um, so it never happened. So I thought, well, I'll message him. Like, I'm in, you know, he's in Sydney. I'm in Sydney. So I just... Um, reached out to him and didn't mention anything about the podcast, but just said, look, um, you know, if, uh, you guys are looking for something to do, no doubt your crew's got something sorted as a backup plan, but, um, I live in Darling Harbour pretty much. So I'm happy to, happy to meet up just for a quickie, quick, a quickie, <laughs> just for, a, uh, for a quick, uh, whatever. <laughs> I can't dig myself out of that one. And, um, yeah, I mean, what, depending on what you guys want to do, if you want to see anything particular, do a bit of sightseeing or um, go somewhere to eat or depending on if anybody drinks or whatever, we can find oh, I know, a couple of places. Um, anyway, so he just replied back and said that um, he'd already organized some session guitar work. Um, he was doing some guitars for somebody. I didn't mention who I was. I didn't, didn't want to push too hard to find out. But um, yeah, he was all booked out for the evening. But I thought, oh man, that would have been so cool. Like, talk about seizing the opportunity and maybe meeting up and I probably would have taken my backpack with my podcast gear just in case, you know, you never know. Anyway, you know, living in Sydney, you know, once again, seizing the opportunities, all these, all these potential uh, things that will, will come up over the months and, and hopefully years. I don't want to move from Sydney uh, anytime soon. So anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, time will tell. So no doubt there'll be an update of some sort, uh, at the next crazy talk episode, um, it, whether it be a, a show recap or, a or just a, I don't know, a little bit more of a woeful, wo- uh, a woeful sort of uh, recap of um, just how sad I am about everything, or maybe a game plan as far as how I'm going to tackle um, the hunt for for the scorpions. Anyway, um, also speaking of concerts, I I turned down a ticket for Tool. Now, Tool play I think Wednesday and Thursday night. Um, I've never been a big Tool fan. Um, I just liked whatever those video clips were on Rage, I thought they were kind of cool and creepy and out there and whatever. But uh, I just, I always saw the stereotypical fan, uh, fan of Tool as being like the guys who were just, they were the potheads in school. Um, there were the guys who were like conspiracy theorists. There were the guys who were just, just drop kicks. And I, I mean, I got along with those guys, but it was just, there was, there was like, there was almost like the old alternative rock fans. And then, and then I was like sort of like the metalhead kid. And so I liked, I liked some tool songs, but it was just, it, the whole identity around it just didn't appeal to me whatsoever. So I never really got into them. And then there was almost like this elitism that came out of tool and their, their crowd, which it's funny because there's so much elitism in, in metal, but, um, that just turned me off even more. But, um, I got offered a ticket, um, and it was sort of last minute. I think it was Thursday night, uh, this week just gone. And I just, I thought, oh, I could do it. Uh, yeah, it could be cool, blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, oh, it can't be fucked, hey. Like, I mean, and I just thought, no, like, surely there'd be somebody out there who would really appreciate that ticket more so than me. And so I just said to the guy, like, I said, look, thanks, but no thanks. I just, I just, I'm busy and I've got some other stuff on, which I end up having stuff to do. But Larry, shush, he's giving me shit because I didn't go to tour. Um, and... <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I turned it down, but I mean, in hindsight, like I was so pumped up for white snake and scorpions. I mean, yesterday when the cancellation came in, I'm like, I put my foot down. I'm like, that's it. Like, fuck, what are we doing? Like, I've, I've got a, I've got a party. I've got to go and see, see a gig or something. I've got to go out and, and have a few beers and interact with people. And there just wasn't anything on. I was going to go to Frankie's and hang out there and just hope that somebody interesting rocks up. But and then I think by about 4 p.m. I got tired and just, just thought, oh, fuck it, I'm not going out anywhere. So so that that swept over me pretty quickly. But in hindsight, I was like, oh, man, like that would have been cool to go to tour because at least I would have got to see like a really big and cool concert this this week. But um, anyway, that's just the way the way it all uh, works. Now, uh, because this is coming out, uh, I'm just trying to get my dates lined up. So um, this is coming out on Tuesday, which would be the, what, 25th, I think, of Feb. Uh, this Sunday coming, I have anyone that's on my mailing list would have seen this if you actually opened up and read it. Um, and there were a few of you. There definitely were. It was actually better than what I thought. Um, but on that mailing list, there is a podcast meetup. Uh, nothing terribly exciting. I just figured let's start uh, hanging out more and uh, interacting with with all you guys that listen to the podcast and and shoot me messages or just listen in. I, I don't even know who all of you are. I know a bunch of you um, because you interact and, and whatever, but uh, the numbers versus the people that uh, 
that uh, interact with me are, are vastly different. So I know there's heaps of you out there that just listen in secretly and like, who are you? Like, who, who are you listening to me? Like, waffle wild at the moment with my bird in the background. <laughs> so um, if, you're, uh, if you are in Sydney, um, I'm going to be at the uh, Pump House, which sounds really sus, but it's a great bar. It's a great pub uh, in Darling Harbour. Um, it's sort of in that new uh, entertainment quarter where the old entertainment centre was. It uh, They've sort of bulldozed all that and there's some high rises there and some nice uh, food courts and different bars and everything there. Pump House has always been there, but it's just, I, I don't know, it's, it's just in that area. Um, and I'm going to be there from two. Uh, so just come down. I'll probably be sitting at a table somewhere. Uh, I'm not going to book anything out. I'm not going to do anything. There's nothing special going on. I'm just going to go and have a beer. So if you guys are out and about um, and you want to come down for a little, you know, soda water, you know, if you guys are driving or don't drink or whatever, no, there's no uh, arm twisting to, to have any alcohol or, as such, but uh, I'm certainly going to have a beer and enjoy it. Um, but come along and, and uh, just have a chinwag for a couple of hours or whatever it be. And, um, you know, it's walking distance from home, so I'm, I'm in no rush. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be cool to do this maybe once a month and just, um, find a place to, um, probably just for me to begin with, just to keep it consistent is something within walking distance. But if I happen to be somewhere else traveling, then I'll try and find a place along the way. I've tried to do this in the past, which was kind of cool. Um, a few people came out and uh, met up with me. I picked a different pub in Sydney each time and drove there and just had, I think it was only for like an hour and it was like basically one one beer or two beers and then get out of there and, and get on with your day. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give this another shot and, and see what happens. But so if you are around, uh, so that'll be Sunday, the 1st of March at pump house, 2 PM. Uh, it's in Darling Harbor. If you, uh, I mean, just Google it. It's, it's easy to find. It's, it's on Google maps. I mean, we've all got phones these days, but if, if you want me to hold your hand and, and show you where it is, I'm happy to do that. But, um, yeah, uh, hopefully a couple of people come out. If not, I'm still going to enjoy those beers. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, okay. Now, um, sorry, I've got heaps of stuff going on. What, okay. Yep. 41. Yeah, right. We're, we're ticking along. Um, so I'm going to try and make these more interactive. I've had a few ideas from people. Um, uh, so one of the things I want to do is obviously I want to build this podcast. I want, I want more and more people to listen to it. Um, I've been really, really happy with the uh, response so far. Um, but you know, we can always continue to improve and, and get bigger and better. So, um, I really want you guys to help me but I just don't want to keep asking for things with nothing in return. So um, I'm just going to do giveaways each week. Uh, so um, the biggest things for me at the moment without anybody sort of breaking their backs and and committing to things that they're going to regret um, is the the usual things, the, the, um, the reviews. Uh, so on Apple Podcasts, that stuff still matters. Um, it probably won't, um, you know, in, in the coming years, but at the moment it still matters a lot as far as getting traction and getting in, into uh, related uh, podcast fields or in the charts or whatever it might be. Um, so uh, go and leave a review on there on and rate the podcast. Uh, also on Facebook, there's the uh, recommends function on uh, Facebook as well for my uh, main Andy social page. If you do one of those two things um, or both, even better, um, I'll pick somebody each week. Um, and I, at the moment, I've got two things. So I'm not going to give away anything this week because I just didn't have time to sort of uh, sift through everything that's uh, sort of been happening recently. But um, next week, I'll find a couple of reviews. If there's no reviews, I'm not giving anything out. So that's just the way it's going. But uh, if if somebody leaves a review on either of those places, let's just keep it nice and simple. Facebook or on Apple Podcasts for, for this particular podcast. Um, I have a copy of What Tomorrow Brings, um, Lord being Lord. Um, I found a few extra copies of this laying around. It was um, a limited run uh, that we printed of this EP. There's six tracks on it. The title track goes for 25-ish minutes. Um, it's... Well, it's epic because it's 25 minutes, but it's, we, we quite like it. It's probably some of the best stuff that uh, we put out and probably some of the best stuff that Tim's ever uh, written um, himself and performed uh, in. So um, there, and it's got a bunch of cover songs. as uh, The Police Cover, A Message in a Bottle, uh, The Sun Always Shines on TV by Aha, Playing to Win by Little River Band. Actually, Aha's playing this week. They're playing behind me at the ICC. Oh, damn it. Oh man, that's gonna be so expensive. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, sorry. Uh, someone else is crying. Someone else. Someone's crying. Come on, Andy. Too many beers. Uh, Halloween cover. Uh, so, and there's um a unreleased track uh, that's not available anywhere else called Haunted as well. Uh, a song that Mark wrote that was meant to be on Digital Lies, but uh, didn't get on there. So it ended up on this EP. Uh, so if you don't own it, I mean, you can if you're not 
into the physical music anymore. You don't buy CDs and stuff. Um, it's on Bandcamp and on Spotify and all that stuff. So uh, give it a give it a whirl, give it a listen. But um, if you want the real deal and yet you don't own it, I've got a few copies of this left. So I'm going to give one of them away. Uh, I don't care where you are in the world. Um, don't mind shipping it uh, somewhere else. So um, I'll pick somebody. Um, and yeah, anybody, anybody in the world is... Um, available and uh, available, eligible. And um, the other thing I'll do, actually, I'll give away two things. Why not? Um, the other thing is uh, I've got an, I've got a few copies of this left. Oh, there's not too many left. I think there's about a thousand of these printed originally. But um, back in 2006, I believe there was a dime bag tribute CD that was released. Now, my Aussie mates will probably be familiar with this because there was a lot of them floating around. Um, but if you're not, um, I think this was, I can't remember, when did Dimebag die? 05? December 05? Or was it 04? 04? Anyway, it must have been, it must have been 05 because I think this came out the year anniversary or around, around that time of, of Dime's death. Anyway, um, all the Pantera fans are probably cringing that I don't, don't know those dates off by heart, but, um, there was a compilation put out where it was a whole bunch of Aussie bands, Aussie metal and rock bands that, uh, recorded Pantera songs and put out on this compilation called The Art of Shredding a tribute to Dime. And uh, the first song that Lord ever recorded as a band is on this CD, and that's Shattered. Um, that was off Cowboys from Hell. Um, it was the first song. It was the first song that I... Um, how? Oh, um, it might have even been... It might have even been before I recorded bass for the final chapter for Dungeon. Um, so... This, in a way, was my first ever um, recording with Dungeon and Lord um, overall, I think, because um, I think we recorded this early 2006, maybe, or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, um, so it's on there. Um, there's Malignant, 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 Malignant. Oh, there we go. Once again, Andy. Uh, Malignant Monster is on there. Switchblade, a Synthetic Breed, um, lots of bands from yesteryear, uh, Transcending Mortality, Murder World, Enforce. Uh, Arter Aternus, Dominion, The Dead Things, Black Steel, they're back in action these days now, Plague, uh, the McDougal Brothers, those guys are still floating around um, in respective bands. But um, yeah, a really cool track listing, lots of bands that don't exist anymore, but some really cool covers, um, you know, Pant for your Pantera fans out there, Warner, Fucking Hostile, Shattered, uh, Domination, Living Through Me, uh, Becoming, Heavy Metal Rules. Proud to be Loud, Mouth for War, The Art of Shredding, By Demons Be Driven, Hollow, and Soul Inside Me. Is that, was that like one of those bonus songs? Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so I've got a few copies of that left. I think there was about a thousand printed and I've got the last copies ever. So, uh, Brian, uh, Brian, who's on the podcast uh, from Loud Magazine, um, I can't remember what episode he was on, on Andy Social. He was the, oh God, I'm just put that CD down, Andy. He was the guy who released the compilation um, and put it all together. And so I contacted him a few years ago and said, hey, uh, you got any of those CDs left? And he's like, hoops. And I'm like, give them to me. I'll buy them off you. So I bought them off him and I've sold most of them. I've got rid of most of them, um, either via sort of Lord um, online store or on eBay and Discogs. But I've only got a, a handful of them left. So once they're gone, I mean, they're, they're really gone. And it'll be one of those things that eventually, I don't know. I mean, it might not be worth anything, but I think it might be sought after for people that give a shit about Australian metal. It's a little bit of a time capsule of what was going on at the time. And also a bit of an iconic moment because, you know, I, I don't know if iconic's the right word, but, you know, it was, a, it was a moment in metal history as far as Australian bands getting together and paying tribute to one of the, one of the guitar gods in metal, you know, who... <sighs> crazy that he died. Um, so yeah, so, um, I'll, I'll give away one of them. I'll give away a copy of what tomorrow brings. So I'll, I'll pick two winners. So if there's two people at least, um, so my advice would be if you're listening to this, go and leave a review because there's such a high probability that you'll probably actually get one of these, but, um, they're up for grabs. And in the weeks to come, I might give away a few more of these copies. So if you miss out and you want one of these really badly, I mean, you can send me a message and I mean, I'm selling this stuff online anyway, but I'd rather give them away and do it through this format. It's, it's funner and it feels better to do it this way. Um, but over the coming weeks, I'll, I'm going to continue to give stuff away. Um, some people have suggested things like this just to sort of build, build the crowd, build the community, get more awareness out and, and get people to help me sort of put it out there. Um, now I've got a bunch of other stuff that I'm going to look at giving away. I've got, um, a bunch of really cool books that I've been reading. So some of you book nerds out there that, um, you know, might not be terribly, I uh, might not be 
always music related, but some really cool self-development stuff, some finance stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, some of you, it might appeal to a few of you out there. So I'm going to have some stuff like that. Um, also I've hit up some friends who run businesses and, um, I ha I'm not diving into the sponsorship stuff just yet. Um, I've just, you know, I'm it's only been five years, but you know, I, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent in on that whole thing just yet, but I really want to, um, just build value for the time being. So I've hit up a bunch of mates. Um, they're going to donate some things, whether it be music, so mates in band. So if you're in a band and you haven't been contacted by me yet, flick me a message and I'm happy to happy to have a chat and do a plug and, and give away, give away maybe some music or, or some merch or I don't know, whatever. Um, but also some non-music related businesses as well. So some really, uh, cool people are helping me out. So over the, over the weeks, um, I'll have more and more things up for grabs and I'll change the, the, uh, the, uh, the, what, whatever it is, the task, the, the thing, the incentive or whatever it is, not the incentive, but the thing to do, um, just so I can keep it fresh and, um, and don't feel that, oh, well, if I, if I win something now, I'm not going to win something later on. I'm happy to keep rewarding people multiple times as well. So, um, plenty of opportunities. And I just want to, I want to give back to you guys because a lot of you guys spend a lot of time listening to me crap on like, like you are right now. Um, so, um, this is just a, one little idea of many that I'm going to start doing. So I'll just start giving things away. So next week I'll, I'll announce a couple of people. Um, but all you need to do is leave a review on Apple podcasts or, um, on my Facebook page, there's like a recommend section. So you can do it on there. Um, oh, um, all right, well, we're getting close to wrapping this up, actually. Uh, so um, if you want to donate to me, you can go to paypal.me slash andydowlingofficial. I thought it was Andy Dowling, but I actually looked it up, and it's Andy Dowling Official. It's also in the show notes uh, for this podcast, so you can just, depending on what you're listening through, um, whether it be YouTube or Spotify, I'm pretty sure they're clickable links, I think. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Um, Apple Podcasts, the rest of it, um, most of them have got clickable links in there, but um, otherwise it's paypal.me slash Andy Dowling official, uh, fling me a couple of cents. If you've got 50 cents spare, flick me 50 cents and, um, and it all goes towards this podcast. I, I joke and say it's shouting me a beer and it, 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 uh, pays for my, uh, my, my beer allowance and gets me, gets me nice and juiced up. And that just means less of my own personal money, uh, being spent on beer so I can spend it on the podcast, but more or less you guys support me and it supports the podcast. So there's a bunch of things I mentioned, uh, I think in the first crazy talk that I'm doing, I'm updating my studio mics, um, updating uh, my audio interface. I'm getting a bit of camera action happening uh, eventually So for my little studio here. Um, and I think later in the year, I'm going to up update my I'm gonna update my laptop as well because I've got a feeling once I hook the rest of this shit up, it's going to crash. I mean, I think it's like a 2012 laptop. It is an ancient artifact now in the uh, world of tech. Um, but um, yeah, so lots of things I'm going to be investing the money into. And of course, like the usual stuff like um, paying for editing, um, uh, getting around town, uh, meeting up with people, um, just silly little things like, you know, I don't know, paying for batteries or maybe I should get battery sponsorship. Anyway, whatever. Um, so heaps of stuff like that, all that sort of stuff helps uh, keep the podcast going. There's no pressure. I mean, the fact that you guys, if you just share it around and do a bit of uh, social media love and even like the reviews and stuff like that, that's really all I want at this point in time. But, um, feeling generous, you got a, got a, got a 50 cent coin that you can flick my way, then, uh, by all means, uh, give it a, give it a whirl and, uh, you can go to paypal.me slash Andy Dowling official. And I'll, I'll certainly keep you guys in the loop. Um, when I do upgrade things because naturally the podcast gets better, um, get to get more and more interesting people on. It's going to be hopefully more entertaining. Um, and just, you guys get to see sort of what the impact is from you guys being a part of it as well. And as I said, I'm trying to work out ways to make it more and more interactive as time goes on as well. So, um, lots of, lots of things to come, lots of ideas. I've just got to actually execute and make them happen. Um, if you want to get some Lord stuff, um, you can go to lordofficial.bandcamp.com. Uh, once again, links in the show notes, but uh, if you use the code, yeah, Larry, I know you're excited. Uh, use the code Andy Social, one word, get 15% off. So go to uh, our online store um, and you can get all sorts of stuff. Um, we've got, uh, if you're still a CD person, um, we've got most of our back catalog uh, available on CD. Um, there's other stuff like patches, hip flasks, there's vinyl on there. Um, there's a bunch of t-shirts still available. I need to sell out of these t-shirts. Um, there's only a few left. I've got dribs and drabs. I've got a few new designs I want to put out there, but I really want to clear out 
uh, some of the stuff. So if you want to get a t-shirt, um, you can use Andy Social as the code at checkout and you get 15% off. Um, I think at the moment I've still got, Larry, come on. I've still got Fallen Idols uh, t-shirts, uh, so we'll we'll continue to reprint them. Uh, I've got United t-shirts. We won't reprint them again. Um, there's only a few left of those. Um, Dungeon Era t-shirts from yesteryear. Um, there's the grey one, which actually are really cool shirts. If I didn't feel like such a dork walking around day day to day wearing a Lord t-shirt, I mean, I, I do. I, I actually do. But anyway, I'd wear it more often. Um, but it's a really cool shirt. It's sort of like this grey sort of old school uh, worn sort of vibe to it. And we've got a few of the limited edition black ones that initially came out with the release. I found a box of them when I was moving. So there's a few of them left. And I'm pretty sure they're discounted as well. I think they're like 15 bucks in and with free shipping in Australia and discounted shipping overseas. So they're, they're yeah, they're, we're just, just trying to flog them off. And I think there's still a few of the US uh, shirts as well, the ones we got printed for Prog Power. So um, there's a few t-shirts there, so you can definitely uh, go and check them out. Um, but use the code ANDYSOCIAL and you'll get 15% off all Lord music and merch. Oh, by the way, sorry, music. Um, I don't know how many people know this, but if you're new to the band, um, you can actually purchase our entire back catalog together. Um, and it's like this discount, like digitally, like uh, uh, MP3s. And um, I think it's like 30% off just automatically because you buy it in bulk. Um, so I know some people like really want the high quality downloads and the high quality audio, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can do that and and get a pretty good deal. I don't know how much it is. I can't remember, but um, that's an option there. I didn't really, we don't talk about that too much. So that's, that's there on Bandcamp as well. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. Now, uh, spoiler alert uh, for anybody that doesn't want to know who's coming up this week. Uh, this Thursday night, I will have uh, comedian Daniel Towns on the podcast. So if you want to get familiar with his comedy, uh, go to, oh, I don't have the notes in front of me. I think it's danieltowns.com or Daniel Towns Comedy. Oh, fuck. Let's... I know. I know. I know, guys. Let's Let's find this. Let's find this. Larry, I know. I know. He's like, wrap it up, man. Wrap it up. Um... I just want to do the right thing, you know, guys, just like, you know, plug, plug people along the way. I can't find it. Anyway, uh, Google Daniel Towns, T-O-W-N-E-S. It's going to be out on Thursday night anyway. Um, he's got a lot of cool stuff on Instagram. So if you want to just get a taste of his comedy, he's got a lot of uh, quick uh, Insta Insta videos and Insta stories, uh, highlights on there um, with some of his comedy stuff from his specials. Um, but he came over, uh, you know, not too long ago and we did a chat here in Piedmont. Really cool guy, and um, I'll, I'll definitely be keen to get him on the podcast again. I want to get more comedians on the podcast. So uh, between him and Cam Knight, uh, I've, I'm hit, hitting the ground running uh, for 2020, and I want to get more than I did last year. I think last year, um, off the top of my head, I had Louis J. Gomez uh, from Legends of Skanks and uh, and obviously Gas, Gas Digital uh, Podcast Network. Um, I had Mike Feeney and Mike Cannon. Both two great uh, New York comedians as well. Um, they got the Irish Goodbye bo- uh, podcast, and they both released specials. Or um, what are they? Uh, Rage Against the Routine by Mike Feeney and Life Begins. Mike Cannon just came out in uh, sort of February, so um, go and check all that stuff out. Um, I also had Aaron Gox on the podcast, so Aussies will know Aaron Gox. I don't think Aaron Chen was last year. I think he was the year before. Fuck, that was an awkward episode. If you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to that shit. Oh, anyway. It's out there. Um, and I'm pretty sure there was somebody else. Uh, sorry for that that comedian there. Oh, Sarah Furtner, uh, Mark Furtner's cousin. She's a comedian. Uh, I had her on. And I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's other people. Anyway, um, so I'm going to try and up the ante and, and have more comedians on than I had last year. So um, I'll try and dig into that space a bit more. So we'll see. But um, hitting the ground running, Daniel Towns on Thursday night. Um, and uh, I've got a bunch of great episodes coming up. Um, I've... I've recorded up until the beginning of May, um, which is a, a good problem to have in the way that I've actually got other people lined up to do recordings. And I've actually said, suggested to them that we hold off for about a month or so because the lead time is just way too long. Um, it, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'd like people to feel that, um, once they sit down and have a chat to me, that they get that value back fairly quickly. Um, not just sort of like four or five months later down the track. And so I already feel guilty about some of the, some of my mates in Adelaide that I did podcasts with because those episodes aren't going to come out until like April. So sorry guys, but, um, they'll, they'll be out eventually. So, um, a good problem to be, uh, to have, um, and, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, ramping them up. I've got heaps of people on, on the books to, um, to reach out to and contact. So, uh, lots of good stuff coming, but, uh, that's it. Larry's uh, getting a bit restless. I don't know what he wants. Um, who knows anyway? Uh, so that's probably a good opportunity or time to wrap it up. 
go and check out everything I do uh, over at andydowling.net. You guys would know about by now, but you can follow me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter in particular. Um, you can check out my other podcasts, Nod to the Old School, which came out last year, 10-part series all about the old school mixtape, interviewing people from <laughs> Megadeth, King Diamond, etc., etc. Um, also, you can check out the Self Starter podcast, two seasons that uh, are out for people to enjoy all about small business uh, self-employment and freelancing. I'm getting, uh, I'm struggling to remember that term after, after a few years of repetitively saying it, um, and a whole bunch of other stuff all in my world. So uh, you can go andydowling.net, reach out to me. There'll be a new, uh, mailing list coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, so stay tuned for that. But, um, anyway, I'll be back soon. So, uh, until next week, folks, um, enjoy this week's episode with Daniel Towns on Thursday night. Oh, too many spoilers there. And, uh, see you this next week. Yeah. Okay. Ta-ta. Uh, Larry, are you going to say goodbye? No. All right. See ya. Larry. Larry, please.